Hello and welcome to the holiday special for At the Elephants. Happy Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Those things are over. Happy New Year. This thing is yet to come. I know what you're thinking, Rob. You don't look like you're dressed for New Year's. You look more like a Times Square version of Bo Burnham's Welcome to the Internet character. You are not wrong. These are the things that I had that felt festive. That's what it is. If you cannot see me right now because you're only listening to the podcast, I invite you to join us on Spotify and YouTube where you can look at me. You're welcome. Oh, before we move on, the hat. I know what you're thinking. Where on earth did you get such a delightful treat? Where can I get a hat such as yours? Well, let me get right to the point. You will have to get a time machine and go back to Orlando, Florida and Walt Disney World in 1996 because that's when this thing came into my life. I have made fun of people for wearing mouse ears before, but I'm doing it ironically. Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome to the At the Elephant special. I already said that. Here I am with a delightful treat for you for the new year. There will be a series of recap episodes of At the Elephants showcasing our best moments from the year, uh, starting with this one. They are themed, as you might have noticed from the title. Uh, Stephen Kopp, our wonderful co-producer, uh, and I worked together to put together our favorite moments uh, from the year and uh, half-ish. Uh, in a thematic kind of collection, and I'm going to give you some brief commentary as we go through it. So, join me, won't you, on this delightful journey as we look back at some of the best moments of the year. And let me say this, if you hear someone whose voice you enjoy, whose thoughts provoke you, whose truth inspires you, I hope it inspires you to go and consume their full episode almost every person on this podcast is delightful. So please enjoy the rest of the episodes. And with no further do stole that, but it's because I love it. Let us go to the world of seriousness. We have to talk about religion, folks. This is what the subject is today. It's what we're talking about. Uh, we have to we have to take this seriously. When you don't take religion seriously, some people get very upset, and I don't want anyone to think that I'm making a mockery of anything that is important to them. With that being said, one of the things that I have noticed on this podcast as we've done this journey is uh, a tremendous amount of artists, as it may not surprise you, begin their journey towards art in a conservative a religious way, usually through their family. So uh, we're going to take a look at some examples of that. And we're going to start with this one right here. Take a listen to this clip from Michael Johnson, Drama 2015. We were a non-denominational Christian household. That was a very okay. big thing. Uh, we are definitely no longer that anymore. I, okay. I, uh, I consider myself an atheist. I, I just don't believe. I have so much As love for I. people who have faith. 
I do not have that. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's where it is. So I've seen uh, just like living in a church life and, you know, at the time of like figuring out what I wanted to do with my life and career and the choices that were like all of a sudden at my feet, um, I just needed to get away. It was a small town. I was very sheltered and I knew that just like literal miles would be a cure for a lot of the things, it, you mm. know, more, more problems come with that. I think when you sure, have no support stuff. system, yeah. like within a driving distance. Right. Um, but yeah, I just needed to get a, get away from that. There was a lot of, a lot of, a, a lot of, a lot of church people. That was Michael Johnson, class of 2015 drama. Let's move on. This next guy is one of my best friends in the world. He was my best man at my wedding. He is the reason I found UNCSA or NCSA as it was at the time. Mr. Brandon Tyler Harris, class of 2010 drama. So my dad, yeah, dad was always a people person. And I do remember he once performed in a play at our non-denominational Christian church called I Always Heavens, Learn Shit. Heaven's what? Gates and Hell's Flames. <laughs> Yeah, it was a play in which uh, every scene was a scene in which some people were about to die, but they didn't know it. And one of them is like a born again Christian and the other one's like living in sin, but charming and cool. And then they die for some strange reason. And then one of them gets to go to heaven (laughs) and one of them gets banished to hell. And. (laughs) <laughs> we're everybody's sad that they get banished to hell. You know what I mean? Like everybody's nobody's like celebrating it, but of it's course. like, man, if only we could have saved them, then they wouldn't have right. to burn in hell for <laughs> eternity. Um, and I still remember because my dad played guess get you guessed it, the guy who went to hell. And they're on an airplane and he's all being like charming, like, yeah, I'm living my life, blah, blah, blah. I don't need Jesus. And <laughs> and then the airplane goes down, <laughs> big ball flames or whatever. And then they're like, he's like, No, 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 I want to go to heaven. Oh no. And then my sister Stephanie, my oldest sister, she was playing the angel that like wrote people's names in the book. Uh, and then during that scene, every time when she's having to banish him to hell, she was crying. Oh, she was like, oh, he's like crying. And she had to banish dad to hell in the play. Um, <laughs> the thing is, there are there are core tenets within Christianity, Southern Baptism or whatever, that, that got planted themselves deep within my psyche and that I am, am grateful for. And one of them was really being opposed to hypocrisy. Mm. And really actual, like they would always be like, don't, don't be hypocrite. Don't be hypocrite. You know, you, there's, you know, you gotta, you gotta practice what you preach. You gotta, you know, and a genuine sense of a desire to be a good moral person in this world for the sake of something greater than yourself beyond just your own edification. You know, the, the fact that like it is each of our duty to try to be the best person that we can. Because every single person needs to do that for the world to be function well and to to be better. Um, those things did get into my psyche, and I still carry them with me to this day. And those very things were the reason I I left my faith hard because mm-hmm. it was like, uh, and it was specifically the community theater um, and meeting really wonderful gay people. 
That was Brandon Tyler Harris from the class of 2010, uh, sharing his journey on and away from the Southern Baptist world. Brandon has three different episodes available on the show, so I advise you, because they've been very well reviewed, not by myself, but by other people, to go check those out. Brandon Tyler Harris, everyone. You'll see what I mean in this next clip with Catherine Luchik, formerly Elkington, drama student alum. Very saturated in Christianity. Um, and my brother, you know, had, as a lot of kids do, a lot of youth do, had a difficult time being growing into himself. And I think got pretty, he was looking for answers. He was looking for a community. He was looking for who he was. And that's and what it's there God. for. And he found God. I found theater and he found God. So, um, both great things to do on a Sunday. Right. Um, so I think you absolutely have that. No, we we actually talked about that in the uh, episode with Brandon. It's one of my favorite themes that I actually encounter with a lot of people who enter the arts uh, for various reasons, but come from more maybe uh, conservative religious backgrounds. And then on the tail end of it, realize their agnosticism kind of because of the theater and in a weird way because they see so many perspectives or they at least end up landing on a bunch of, I don't fucking know what's going on. I think is that's maybe the one thing I think that the art of theater uh, regularly teaches us. If you're really paying attention, there's a few lessons in there, but one of them's definitely like, you don't know, like you just don't know. You don't know what's going on with somebody else. You don't know how the world works. You don't know how you really feel. Probably you just like g- give it room to not be fucking sure. Um, right. And you know, all due respect to everybody. Cause I'm from Texas and I believe in do whatever you want in a really serious way. However, that word evangelical even is tied to, I am going to go out into the world and say, I'm sure about this. And I think fundamentally theater kind of goes, are you sure? That's what it does. So smart. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And that's the way that I operate in everything that I do. I'm that person that actually it's my husband's culture and my culture kind of bat heads a lot is because every Serbian, my husband's Serbian, every Serb is totally sure. Even if they have no idea what they're talking about, they're completely sure. And they're trying to convince you. And I'm like, this is like maybe what I think, but like, let's bounce this off of each other and let me read a bunch more stuff. And like, what do you, which is not great for the role, the, like the current profession that I'm in, I have to be like pretty sure of stuff. Um, but I do a lot of investigation to get there. Um, yeah, no, you're completely right. It's like, we're, we're a pretty open bunch. Catherine Luchik, everybody, formerly Catherine Elkington. If you want to go find her full episode, you know where it is. Take a listen to this clip from Benton Guinness. It's what you're taught, but the, the you're you're taught it. Okay, well, you can grow up and learn a new thing, but the thing that keeps that from happening is a fear of loss. You're worried that you're going to lose this thing that you can't even really define or nail down or be specific about, but you know. Privilege. You know, part of it is they need to kind of be over there and this needs to be over there. And we need to keep those things separate because what makes this great is that it's a it's 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 itself. So we don't want to challenge that by introducing any new elements. Let's not let the melting pot melt too fucking much. Like, like I said, those are the people who, who say you can't live your life unless it's serving mine. Exactly. Because they think it, one of my favorite phrases of all time, I say favorite because it's hilarious to me, not because I agree with it 
is when gay people get married, it, mar- it ruins marriage for heterosexual people. They used to say that a lot in the 90s. And I was like, how? How? Like, I, that, now you've lost me. The, a minute ago, a minute ago, I kind of was like, well, if you keep them separate, you get, I, I can start to understand the logic, it, though you're wrong. What is the value in it? I'm, I'm not a religious person, but I love Jesus. I think Jesus was super dope. Hey, hell of a person to study. If people would listen to Jesus uh, instead of uh, the Bible or their pastor, right. like right. you actually really learn a lot about human compassion that helps you be a better person. It's mm-hmm. all built in, actually. Yeah. It was Benton Guinness class of 2015 drama, everyone. Moving right along. I think everybody has this, like, for lack of a better word, like religion to their art that like matures them beyond like the right what a normal person was doing at that age in as far as like taking care of your body and like training and being versatile and staying in class and like all these things because that mm. the career is short term so you become like mature because you have a limited time to actually live it anyway and that was sarah seeger from the high school dance program and one of my favorite people on earth one of the first pickles i ever met did i say that i think i did anyway Let's move on. In this next clip, we're going to talk about home church, church at home from your parents. It's like homeschool, but with Jesus. To be fair, there's quite a bit of Jesus in a lot of homeschool, but I don't want to go on about it. Let Kira Geiger, Drama 2015, tell you all about it. Let's just say that the way they their faith came to be as they were adults was um, much, much more meaningful to their lives than it was Understood. when they were children. Got it. To their parents. Um, so for them, it was really important to raise their kids in the way I think they both kind of wish they had been raised, maybe. I, that might be at a liberty. So right. I don't, mom, if you're watching this, I maybe that's not true. And I'm sorry if I'm misrepresenting that. Um, but essentially what they did was they, and I agree with this, they didn't really want us to go to a church um, in the area because they felt... And this is, you know, again, my understanding of it as, I guess, a child, as the last time it was probably explained to me, but that um, God, God is the thing or your relationship, however you want to see it. And people are not perfect. And any organization that is made up of people is not going to be perfect either. So they didn't feel that any church, any organization in the area was like really, truly teaching actual what they believe Bible. to be the faith. Right. Without like politics or greed or okay. other things kind of influencing. Um, so they did something called home church, which is like our, our family and a couple families. We were also homeschooled, like just to get a sense of like what it was like when I was little. Like, yeah, um, I wore skirts to church and like okay. wearing non. I've said this before in an accidental way that sounds like I was not allowed to wear pants. <laughs> so I'm trying to be. No, I understand what you're saying. Skirts. I've been, people have been like, what were you? You had to dress traditionally feminine to church. Yes. That's right. That's right. Um, And like, yeah, we were homeschooled and like, sometimes we made our own clothes and it was like doing keepers at home, which was like in my adulthood reminiscing that was training to be a housewife. Um, And it was very insular. Yeah, quite. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, and I think my and I, I honestly, the older I get, and the more I'm like, 
ideating on possibly having my own children someday. Right. I'm like, I get it. The world yeah. is scary and horrible. And like, we didn't have a TV. I'm like, I get it. Sure. <laughs> Bad. Just kidding. TV's fine. But anyway. Your parents very much had, uh, and I'm not your mom's child, so I'll speak freely. And uh, oh you can tell me if I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> okay. But it sounds like, and I don't have a lot of judgment for this because I've often thought to myself, if I was a parent, I don't know that I would take the same approaches, mm -hmm. but the overall idea, which is like the world kind of feels like it's on these runaway tracks that we don't agree mm -hmm. with in a lot of ways. And so we're just, even though it's maybe not what everyone else is doing, we're going to control Mm -hmm. What we think we know better about, which when it yeah. comes to our children is like almost everything. Yeah. Like we'd rather them not learn from the church or from school or from, uh, you know, the television or the, you know, any of those that we don't want any of those things having a say in who the yeah. kids end up being until yeah. they get older and then they can make those choices on their own. Did they have that attitude or were they expecting you to like stay underground? <sighs> No, no, it was I'm the, being the first dramatic. thing. I know, I know. Like, it's fun for no. me. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you little drama queen. I know, I know. Um yeah, no, it was I think very much more like we we want to like protect you as long as we can, kind of thing. Um Did they expect but but they was there an expectation that you would maintain this kind of cons like cultural conservatism after you left home or did they like, well, Oh shit, they're good. What did you do in North Carolina? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Well, and, and, and that, that was like when I was younger, like I, okay. I actually vividly remember I might've been 10 around 10. It could have been a little younger, but I vividly remember I was very, I was very tomboyish. So already hated skirts because first of all, how can you climb a tree in a skirt? Tell me that you can't fun fact. It's like way more inappropriate because you know, there's a hole. So you can do you it can't, alone. Can't. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> you true. can climb a tree in a skirt if you're around. by yourself. Yeah, if you're by yourself, but who knows who might wander, but you've got 36 <laughs> siblings. So exactly. Do that. Exactly. Someone's always bound to wander by. Um, I, I just, I specifically remember we had this like nine seater suburban. Okay. That would all like pile into. And I remember very clearly getting ready for church one morning wearing pants and I got out of the car and my dad saw me. And I remember so vividly, he did not say a word. He just looked at me with such disappointment because in our family, we did not disobey. Right. We did not disobey. It wasn't, it was not one of those situations where you can beg, ask them to change their mind. Oh, you said I can't go to the sleepover. Well, but what if there was no negotiation in your house? That is right. We were the terrorists. We don't negotiate. No, <laughs> no but like, <laughs> yeah. And I just remember. And then he turned around and went inside and I wore pants to church ever since. And you just did it, it and you just suffered the shame, the visual shame. When I, I was like, whatever. Cause I also, I, I was like, this is weird. How Why are we you? weird? I don't want to be weird. I was like nine or 10. And when you say to church, what does that mean? Oh yeah. Sorry. So we joined a church that wasn't just like our 
these like six, seven families. When my older, my oldest sister was like, gosh, maybe 13 or 14. Um, and I, and they, you know, like they had six kids. They wanted us to like be in like developmentally appropriate, like youth groups and have like social interactions and join like a larger community. They kind of outgrew that. So I don't even know exactly how long, but when I was little, little, like all our home videos from when I'm like a baby till, I don't know, maybe I was like seven or nine. I don't know. Honestly, I have a bad memory. Sure. Um, we were home gotcha. church and then we went to a Lutheran church. Okay. Um, and yeah, so that's, sorry, I forgot to say, we did eventually go to an actual church. Um, yeah. and that is why we took the car there. Um, <laughs> not like to our own house. Right, right, right. I was like, um, you're driving to the backyard. Yes. And that was Kira Geiger from Drama 2015. Thank you, Kira. One of our absolutely highest, most listened to episodes, by the way. I advise you to go listen and look at that episode. It's very good. And that is all. That concludes our first recap episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Some lovely thoughts on religion and art and how they intertwine. Please go listen to all the episodes if you haven't already. Take the time. Put it on in the background. Do some laundry. Get some shit done in this new year and have us on in the background at the elephants i'm rob morris your host i want to give a special thanks to uh, all the people that we uh, highlighted today so that's benton guinness michael johnson Catherine luchik elkington brandon harris kira geiger and sarah seeger thank you all for your thoughts your love your art your faith and all that makes you you we'll catch you on the next one